Welcome, everyone, to the Westworld TheoryCast. You can find us on Twitter at WestworldDVR. You can email us, WestworldDVR at gmail.com. Also, you can join our Facebook group. That's Westworld TheoryCast. Find us on Facebook. We've got a, we've got a great number of uh, discussions going on over there, and uh, it's, a, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, tonight, I do want to start out by giving a shout out to Dr. Gary Bennett. Um, just saying hi to you out there in North Carolina and at Duke. That's right, baby. I know that you have some uh, listeners to our show in uh, your class, I believe it is. So shout out to them for choosing this great podcast. Um, Heath is not with us tonight. We had some technical difficulties and whatnot, but you know what? We love him. Solo, he's out there. I'm going to bring some of the ideas he told me into the show. They will inform my discussion tonight. But to join me on this mythical journey is the one, the only, Mr. DJ Tim Hines. What's up, buddy? Hello, Axel. Hello, Westworld podcast listeners. Uh, Glad to be back. And I'm uh, glad to discuss this crazy episode this was a game changer and it it uh shifted gears and and this is going to be good stuff thank you for having me on no problem buddy thank you for filling in uh it's always a pleasure to talk to you and of course you know you can hear me and dj as well as mike and heath on the small council podcast which will be coming back in only about i don't know a year or whenever game of thrones comes out but yeah let's jump in dude um i presented my big theory uh i know you listened to it we've talked about some stuff on facebook let's just cut to the chase um bernard is a host did that take you by surprise you know there's so uh, michael had a great email to us uh tipsy russell on twitter who was uh saying you know in this age of Reddit and theories, it was surprising, but it wasn't surprising. Did it change the way you watched the show? What was your reaction? Uh, it was the first point in the show that I actually had any feelings for one of the AI. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, up until this point, like they were just machines. But I was really sold that Bernard was not. He, he acted so different than most of them. And he, he was able to do so much more than, than what we've seen from a host. And the, <clears throat> excuse me, this one really, you know, it was a, a very good reveal for me. I, I, you know, I picked it up right from that spot where, where she says, did you, you know, what's this door? And he didn't mm-hmm. see the door. Yeah. And then I, then I was, then I knew, but I, I enjoyed it. The, the reveal was done well and it was a nice build to get to this. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I agree. I've heard people complaining that they put that in there. Oh, it's beating you over the head. Nah, I like the way they did it. And I think they did it, you know, they're doing that on purpose. I think maybe is a signal to the way that we watch the show and to maybe pay attention a little bit more, but how also it made it more powerful because the first time was so like, what? What did he just say? And then when he looked at the uh, the uh, plans for himself, and then he said, uh, I don't see anything there. R- that it was just like, oh my God, and the way she looked at him too. I think they pulled it off great, man. And the theorizing didn't bother me a bit because everybody's, th- at, the, at a certain point, it becomes oversaturated. It's like everybody's theorized everything. There's only certain variations of things that can happen. I'm not trying to be right. We're not trying to be right. We're having fun with it. So it totally worked for me. I loved it. And I think it had so much more implications for the show, right? Yeah. Um, I I really like that coupled with, I, this isn't really a spoiler, but uh, the fact that the show got picked up for another season and and possibly more, supposedly they have the intent to do five seasons. So knowing that and then finding this out like lined up right for me, because now I know like, all right, I'm in it for the long haul and this is the slow play. Like I was waiting for a lot more in one season than I thought I was, I was going to need, but now like that, that happened. I'm, I thought of all the other scenes and you know, the different things that Bernard has done, like, you know, sleeping with, sleeping with, uh, what is it? Uh, Teresa. Susan, 
Teresa. That's it. Sleeping with Teresa. Like that felt so real. So like now, like I feel like I could be duped by anything and Mm -hmm. I, I, I love it. Like I like that part of the show. Um, I'd rather the you know a little more of that and the science than having you know the backstory. But now knowing we have time, I'm cool to like learn a, a little more. Yeah, the show progresses so slowly, and this is, um, I mean, as other HBO, up, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, or whatever, it, The Wire, it, it's it's a deep show and a little bit of plot can take a long time to develop. And especially that this is, I mean, Westwood, this is a puzzle show. I mean, I hope they start calling things like that. You know, I mean, there's, as we've talked about, I think we talked about when you're on before and Heath and I have talked and you just said that was the first time you felt emotion towards the host, which means you're not really feeling it for Dolores or Maeve or Clementine. And I see where you're at is I like this too, because it was character development, you know, and this is really, I think Bernard is probably my favorite character on the show. I love Jeffrey Wright. I think he's such a great actor. I I just love the way he inhabits this character and the little ticks and the glasses and everything. And then to see him just take off his tie and freaking kill her like that it made me think almost immediately there has to be a redemption for him. Now he's got to discover that he's a host, feel bad about what he has done and move past that. That's the story cycle, right? So that interests me because the next time you see Bernard in the next episode and he's just in the lab, it's going to be weird, right? If he's even in the lab, he might be. Oh, that's right. He's fired. You know, I don't know how they could play it. Ford has does have a lot of like crafty moves, like knowing that Bernard was with Teresa and, you know, all the different scenarios that that he was in alone. I'm going to assume that Ford knows about so he knows how to play them. So he might say, you know, Bernard needs his job back. You know, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but it's going to be cool. Like maybe Bernard's going to have to get stashed. And he'll be like the go-to guy to keep building and working. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. Maybe he'll, he can but kind he, of, he's already unmarked. He's an unmarked host, right? They don't know that he's a host. Right. And like, but even the 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 fact that like he tries to call about Elsie, like to find out where she is and, you know, that whole mystery that he was going to, she was going to give him the information. Right. Like, he he brought you know he brought Teresa the was gonna bring you know brought, brought Teresa the thing about the transmitter, you know so like there's a lot of stuff that that's kind of kind of cool that that he like really operates so much more human like than the rest of them. Hmm. No, but I mean no, but it's interesting. You're right. Now Ford knows all about that stuff. Now we didn't know that before. You know, the right. only thing that Ford, we don't know, the only thing we don't know that Ford, if Ford knows about is Maeve, but it seems like he knows what's going on with Man in Black. He knows what's going on with Dolores or does he? Yeah. We saw him in that conversation with Dolores. If that was at that time, we have to consider the kind of two time frames theory. I don't really want to call it timelines because it's not like. They're not alternate timelines, alternate dimensions, just the past and the and the uh, present, quote unquote, and then maybe a bit of the future, because I still do predict that the first scene of the show is the last scene. I think it's going to well, come down to some kind of order like that. I think you th- that's a proper way to call it time frame like it, it, it isn't timelines because that get yeah. that is misused. Right. So. All right. Let's talk about this. Who else is a host? Has Ford done this before? If he's using that body that they were making to replace Teresa, right? That's what I'm thinking. That yeah. that down in underneath his house, right? So if he's doing that, how many times has he done this before? Who else is a host? And one thing that Heath and I were talking about, which I want to throw at you here. 
I suspect that Charlotte Hale, the board director, the way she carries herself, the way she keeps on looking in mirrors, appearing naked in front of Teresa, indulging like that, the way she acted uh, at the poolside, it's almost as if she's uncomfortable or she's just so happy to be in her body. And I started to think, and Heath and I talked a little bit about this on the Uported podcast we had before this one. Is it possible that she's a host and she knows it? I I, I kind of picked up a little bit of that from her movements, but it's kind of weird. Like maybe, maybe if if that is the case, possibly the, the board sent her in just to record data and, you know. No, no, I don't right mean back. it that way. I don't mean it that way. What I mean is this. That's a, a scenario? Yeah. Is she old and turn and Ford put her into a host? She seems it's almost like she's so happy to be in that young body or be uh, like alive or in some way. It just the way yeah. she's acting with the character is strange to me. But that... she revealed that, plan, you know, the plan to Teresa last week of what they want to do you know, with Ford's, you know, intellectual property. Exactly. So what greater intellectual property is there than eternal life? The board has it because they're on the board, but but he'll only give it to them and they want to take it and they want to sell it. That's the IP. I I would think that she would have had more of a relationship with Ford if that was the case. Um. She doesn't seem a little bit young to be on the board and acting the way she, you know, okay. Maybe you don't like this theory. I love her though. Like I'm a big (laughs) fan. Okay. Big, big fan. Okay. But you understand the concept of what I'm talking about is that. Of course I'm following. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, Anyway, I kind of like that idea because it just opens up. The other thing we were talking about is could everybody be hosts? And then it's a it, who's playing the game. Then is it is it is it even a game? Is it just an experiment? Yeah, that, you know. But it resets every day. Um, it's it's so hard to say. Like that's really far out there. Because um, you know, like you just said, like about the board, they're on the outside. Like we still have don't know about the outside yeah, enough. Yeah. We don't know where it is. What you know, time frame, year wise, it planet possibilities so like there's a whole other can of worms there i'm gonna have to just take it right now on its word that i i i'm gonna go with uh that that uh she's a she's just you know a plain board member um just happen you know and they they also said that they perfected all that stuff age and sickness and stuff like that so she still might be old but you know just have perfect you know perfect genetics Okay. That's okay. I, 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 okay. I'm willing to accept that. Hey, I have these far out theories, but again, I don't really wed myself to them. I just think it's interesting the direction that they could go in, you know? This isn't your normal podcast. This is the Westworld theory cast. We dish them all out. We bounce them around and we, you know, try them out. That's true. Put one, one leg on at a time. Spurs included. Okay. So I'll drop, um, I'll drop the theory I've been talking about. And then we want to get to the old fashioned clothes that you wanted to talk about DJ. Yes. Okay. So I dropped my big theory podcast, the solo Folo uh, fun time podcast. And uh, I was talking about how I thought that Ford created the first AI first host program, Arnold, who looked like Bernard. So we're going to call him Barnold. That's why his plans are there. I think that it's almost like they were, he and Dolores were like, almost like Adam and Eve, right? And Ford is the God. But I think that Dolores became a part of the park, whereas Barnold was passed off as his human partner, but kept 
like behind the scenes. Okay. I think that Barnold pushed Dolores towards sentience in order to maybe please Ford or show him what he could do, prove himself. Cause I'm not so sure whether or not he knew that he was a host, right? I don't know. He definitely didn't know. I don't know about definitely. I don't know about that. I'm not sure we can't, we can't say, but if we do think that those experiences, well, no, maybe you're right because in the, if we think that those conversations he's having with Dolores in the glass room are in the past, right. Are leading up to the cataclysmic event. He does talk See, about his son. I haven't bought into the the uh, time frame thing until you actually put it in the in the time frame word wording in our in the forum on on Facebook. And after thinking about that, it kind of does make sense because you never see like how do they get naked and then yeah, clothed dude. and then and then in the thing and, and like Come on, man. the, the yeah. questions don't don't line up either with what's happening. In, She's in flashing the, the back and forth. The gun's there. It's not there. William and Lawrence are on the train. They're not on the train. This is what she's recreate. Dolores is physically recreate. We didn't see it, though, in the last episode, which was interesting to me. But up to that point, I have believed that she is in her mind. She's physically taking the steps to find the maze in the present. When MIB is there, he sent her off on this mission. And in the past, we're seeing the original time she did it. Well, I, I kind of think that the maze is that in them. And once they figure put, put together all those flashbacks and like into like, say like you're going to defragment your computer, if yeah. they're going to do that with all their flashbacks and put them in order and then realize that they are robots, but then also develop some sort of consciousness at the same time. Hmm. I know I don't disagree with you. But I think eventually it will lead to a physical location. Just if anything, it's just for our climactic scene. You may be right. They may like a giant, like a giant server they could plug into or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, or I, I theorize the original it, lab, the original man in lab, black, yeah. right? Something like that. Man in black has to have like he he need, seems to need a host with him all the time. Yeah. So because you know why, DJ. It's, it's about them, not him. No, Arnold needs to come into a host. That's my, I, that's part of my theory. Yeah, I was digging that. I, I mean, I, you cut, you know, you, I'm, I'm on board. I'm following All right, along. So that, I added it to it. It sounds good. I added to it. Okay. And I think, I think eventually we're setting up a Maeve versus Dolores. Dolores is Arnold. And I think that probably Ford's going to die at the end of the season. Though maybe he'll come back. Um, now, Ford's Ford's run forever, man. Yeah, that's true. They're Ram tough or whatever. I'm not into cars. Oh my uh, god, that's why I do podcasts. Um, but I'm I was convinced though uh, with this episode that William is definitely a man in black. I'm a hundred percent convinced at this point. Because the conversations he has in the train with Dolores are like the same exact things that Man in Black said. It's, I've got to let the show, it's like Matt with his great um, podcast, Winterfell, he's, redo, he's doing characters from Game of Thrones. He lets the show tell him what's going on. And if we watch Westworld, when people repeat each other, they're connected. He says the same thing. I've only first felt alive here. This is reality, right? Yeah, but are we really, like, is it really going to be 30 years of his journey? Like, that's going to be the whole show? No, I, check I, it I, out. I, check, I got it, DJ. Oh, go on. I'm sorry. I'm into it. You get me excited. No, lay it, lay, lay it down, because that's what I, w- <laughs> I want to know. Go from there. Okay. I don't know specifics, because look, I'm just kind of talking it out, right? I think William is going to die. 
And we're going to find out that William is MIB. He dies in the past, meaning that MIB is a host. He was the first one that Ford did this. I don't think it's going to be malicious. I think that... um, Like a cover-up? Swap? No, it could be... Yeah, yeah. But I think that they're going to meet wherever they get at this maze or Bernarnold is going to present Dolores to Ford as being sentient now. And look what I did. I, you know, because he said they had that battle. Arnold believed in treating them um, like humans. And then he wanted to destroy this place. But I don't think it ever got that far. I think it's only going to get that far in the present with Maeve. And what we're going to see in the past is that Ford quelched it. And the way he quelched it is he reprogrammed Dolores. He made Bernard, he made Arnold Bernard into Bernard. William died. He made him into a host and that host left the park, but he had to get him to keep coming back so he could download whatever information from him, figure out what's going on in the board of the world. And he's began to mold him and create storyline for him through his own life. And this guy became this great person and benefactor and help save all these people. But he did it because Ford made him into that person because the information he had on him, that's why he acts so rough and stuff, is because that is who William like became in the park. I mean that that's heavy, dude, and that that's awesome. If if that's the case, I, I I'm digging it. I just I I I don't I don't want to go in that route, but I love it. I love the way you <laughs> laid that down. No, but here's Thank my you. thing. Like I feel at at one point. If the if it is not this timeline, the uh, sorry linear time frame thing, um, if the if it is the same time, I feel like they're both going to get to the spot at the same time. William and yes. Dolores yep. and yeah. Teddy That's, and MIB. So yep. it could be times meeting each other. Uh, you know, it could be Ford making uh, MIB as he as it you know when he was young as another you know host so mib sees him it it could be you know a whole bunch of different things but now with this picture that was drawn the talk of uh, the the river going to the ocean yeah maybe the flood is coming maybe he is gonna wipe the whole place out Mm, like it's it's yeah i don't it's so wild that's what's getting me is what's the new storyline but i just want to paint my picture of the final scene okay of the season Exactly what you're saying. We get a we get a simultaneous reaching of the maze or wherever, right? On one end, William and Dolores, they meet up with Bernarnold. On the other end, MIB and Teddy, they meet up with Dolores, right? Ford, maybe not even Teddy, maybe it's Dolores, but I think Teddy's going to... Teddy plays some part in this that I don't yet understand. Some people have theorized, no, William is Teddy. And, you know, he's making them play this terrible game. I don't know about that. Maybe it's true. Um, But what I would think is if you get a simultaneous um, understanding in the future, you have MIB describe who he is and say his name. I'm William and I work for, you know, not maybe it's not that obvious. And then flash back to the past and we see him die. Then that's a great ender. Yeah, like that, that you mean, like that was the cataclysmic event. That yeah. Then the first scenes when Dolores was being questioned yeah. about was all about. And then we're and left that- for like a whole season you know, on the off season being like, Oh shit, he's a so host. What happened in between? Yeah. So what happened in next- between? And then maybe four dies in the future one, you know? And then you're like, Oh snap. Because why is MIB doing this? Maybe he's in love with 
we're thinking he's just obsessed, but really he's been programmed to come back to the park and somehow be Arnold is helping him because Arnold still exists inside of the park. And he was awoken by the reveries and awoken by that, um, by, uh, the company trying to turn on that alert, that other contact system, right? The voice of Arnold, right? These series of events led to this, but why is Ford creating the narrative? Is it replaying that in an effort to finally decommission MIB to give him the death? He keeps on talking about, I ain't leaving this park this time, you know? To escape, could we have all this cataclysmic stuff? But then at the end, Ford wins, and we just see the first scene of the show, which is Bernard back at work, gets his job back, and is interviewing Dolores, unbeknownst to anything that occurred in the whole season. They've both been wiped. Yeah, it's it's so well. That's the beauty, beautiful thing about this show is that you can do that. Like they, they have such, uh, such a wide web they could could go with, like any direction right now, and it's it's awesome for for people like you, like Heath, uh, like myself, who love to theorize and and think about the possibilities of what if, and if it doesn't happen, we get to still do it the next week based off of what we saw. And then go from there. And, and it's beautiful because this place is so humongous. And we got little tidbits of all these different stories, all these different locations, all these different levels of the of the thing, all these different uh, substructures of the the uh, kind of class caste system that we've been learning about. Like it's it's all little pieces that they can mold it now that they have the you know the green light to go further seasons and you know give us really good stuff because these guys they they tell some amazing stories and make some amazing films so and this this is holding right up yeah yeah i mean it i i really like the reveal and i i don't it, it it did take me by surprise i really like the character even though people had said it who cares i mean People have said everybody's a host. I'm enjoying the ride. We got a nice email from Maury that I wanted to read. Thanks for writing in, Maury. Um, was wondering if you could theorize exactly what Ford's endgame is. Like, what is the point of this park? Not sure how Delos thought they could ever make money on this Western-themed shoot 'em up brothel. They are clearly after something deeper. They're trying to smuggle data out, but what is it? All of the world's problems seem to be solved. What could they possibly want from the park data? What do you think of the motives of Ford R versus Delos? I talked a little bit about this. I want to read it again just so you could have a chance to talk. And, um, you know, I, I think that the IP is everlasting life. Uh, that's what I think it is. It, it essentially it is. And, you're going to, you know, pet uh, Ford might not even be real himself. He might just be passing himself down to well, different, think about you know, it, DJ, but, but it, it, Oh, I'm sorry. It, I just want to ask you this question before we go further. Right. If you are that old person and you go to sleep and then you wake up the next morning and you're in a host body, but you have all your memories and you know, you're in a host body. Is that really you? Yes, it, it, you know, I would, I would think so. Cause at that stage, I don't know how, how far Ford advanced it, you know, look at how, how advanced Bernard was. So possibly if Ford was that advanced, he's holding stuff in that he knows and he's transferring over and over and he's building on, on each, each model. Mm-hmm. So if, if that's just saying, if Ford is, is, you know, uh, AI now, on the the other question uh, Maury asked about what's the purpose uh, what, for, from Ford's angle and not the money angle, Ford is an artist and a craftsman, and that's what he gets off on, on yeah. being able to, to improve and keep making these, these uh, 
AI better, yep. the story better, the equipment better. And the only way you can do that is with money. So eventually you have to cave once you hit a certain point and you got to take in a, a board and now you have people to answer to. But he's so like uh, standoffish that he knows they'll have the games they play. So I'm sure he might even be sending, you know, on those transmitters, sending out false information so that they'll never get it. Um, this, this, he's got it locked down. He's the master. And I, I mean, he's playing it so good. Um, but it could go either way. But I think that that truly Ford loves loves what he's doing and he does it for the art. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think it's like a Hannibal. I mean, it's Hannibal Lecter. It's it's about the journey and it's about the creation and the inspiration for him. And he is a God of this world. You know, he seems to have not ever really gotten along with people, you know, the way he describes his life and his family and his home life. And it seemed almost like his brother was maybe disabled or had, was being beaten severely by the father, you know, the, uh, in that house that he created or, Arnold created for him. He doesn't really look too much. Yeah. So I agree. I think Ford's, but I do want to theorize Maury again, that I think part of Ford's end game in recreating this past, or it seems like I do think he was lying when he said that he, I think he is very, um, Oh, my the words escape me here. He's in love with the past. He, he's very sentimental. And, but maybe part of this, I have to believe, I, I'm just convinced at this point that William is MIB and he's going to die and MIB is a host and Ford is doing this to somehow stop him. Maybe he's gotten too far or their relationship is becoming too symbiotic. If he's on the board of Delos two, um, he has too much power. Yeah, that yeah there's something out. going on with this narrative, man. And is it is it to is it to recreate it for some reason? Maybe he could he want Arnold to come back alive? Does he miss Arnold? Is he creating he, this whole thing to make right the mistake? Does he want Arnold to come back? I don't know. I mean, you'd really think that if Ford wanted to, he could just like write in so much stuff to, to slow down and stop MIB like that. He's kind of allowing MIB to like yeah, but find I think, his path. But I, I, I agree, but I also would theorize that Arnold is now awoken and is, that's why the maze is appearing everywhere. And the stories seem to almost be changing. Like now Teddy knows about the maze, but then also it's, is that in line or in conflict with the Wyatt story? Is that Ford introducing these? You're right to send them off his path. You know, is the, is, is it, I mean, I think that I would say that the IP is eternal life and the information you could gather from the park and the process of actually being in it, it's seeing what you are and being able to recreate you as a host, like write your program, take your storyline directly from every gesture and breath you take within the park. But then again, it could be artificial intelligence and that the park is alive it's it's processing all the metadata it's processing everything and it's becoming this like most powerful thing that people need to control but they don't seem to fear it so that's why i don't know if it's that because they should fear that yeah well i I don't think they dive like enough into that (laughs) angle that like like that the whole science end of it and the ethical part of 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 this whole thing is like a whole deeper conversation yeah well listen maury continues why is it why is it that in the future ford couldn't find any private investors to make his fantasy land and instead opted to be beholden to a public company perhaps if the incident involves will and logan ford was strong-armed into being bought out against his will Okay, we all thinking that they work for Delos, and I like that idea. That's in opposition to what I said, but I do like that. That something 
yeah, maybe William's a spy in a way for Delos. And when he sees something happen or uh, it could go many ways. I'm not against that. What do you think? I mean, if it's the, t- the time frame theory, maybe something happens to William, the family and his you know, wife and Logan sue and become, you know, shareholders and, you know, partial owners of the company then at that point. And that's yeah. how that all plays out. And that's why MIB has carte blanche. Like that would all line up and make that all make sense. Yeah, it could. You know what? It, it, I mean, it totally could be that way. And it could be instead of this mysterious thing that ha- it could be a very public and event that people do know about. They just haven't talked about on the show, you know, or not, not public, but that, like Ford was kind of backed into some kind of corner with them, but it does make sense. I don't know as far as, um, Maury making the distinction between private investors and beholden to a public company. I don't know if we know enough about the economics of this world to know whether that same situation still exists in that way you know what i mean yeah it's too too hard to speculate yeah it could be that all companies are run like this now you know that there just are no more like you know private investor that's going to come along and give money to make him be able to run it himself but it does make sense for a man who wants so much control why did he seed that it would only make sense to me that that was what started the whole thing. And Delos is actually coming in and buying it from another board, not just Ford. But that, that might be a little bit too far down the, uh, the, um, economics road. (laughs) Yeah. That's a Westworld economics cast. That's coming uh, in the fall. All right. He has one more point and then we're going to move on, which is, I think it's, I think at this point we have to question whether every person who works at the facility is a host slash future human. Last episode host uh, showed hosts can be programmed to appear as non-hosts, which is what I think MIB is. Can you point to anyone on this show and be certain they are not hosts? Who would that be? No, I can't. Can you, DJ? William and Logan? I don't even know. Maybe they're hosts. Maybe they're not even real. Maybe they're a backstory written into Dolores's code that we're just seeing visualized. I, I, I mean, I want to say the only one right now I could think of was Teresa because she got killed. But then yeah. again, they all have they have blood, <laughs> but they have blood in them. So yeah. there's a possibility he just smashed up another another host. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, I, it, I don't know I, what the advantage to that would be instead. Of, yeah, because right, why wouldn't he just... fetched yeah. but I'm saying, he, to answer his question, I can't pick, say anybody's, it's really anybody could be a host in this yeah. show. It could be the, um, the Matrix type of thing where the human bodies are, are laying, you know, in goo somewhere and their cerebral, you know, cortex is hooked up to a mainframe. Yeah, you're right. That's they're in the VR tank. That maybe that's what Charlotte is. Maybe her maybe her body and her brain still does exist, but it's being Wi-Fi'd to a host. I mean, really, we could go very crazy with this because they've told us so little. Um, but I agree, Maury, at this point in time, Elsie, Felix, Sylvester, Stubbs, um, this storyline guy whose name I can never remember. Uh, they could all be hosts. And you know what? Hey, look, don't forget that when William arrived, even if that was in the past, that host knew she was a host. Right? Like she said, does it matter? I'm here to serve you. Like, so you could have a host programmed to know it's a host, but not have the emotional levels to have it be meaningful at all. To them, it could right, just be it, that's who they so are. So it may, so it may, if you could program everything exactly, you know. And I, I, to, you know, to add to that, I, I actually love to see that because I, I like kind of role playing games and where you get to select your players' attributes and different wait, things. Wait, and, do you mean that with Mrs. DJ or just like in video games? Uh, in video games, okay. Um, you know, 
Uh, but I, like like a Fallout <laughs> game, Fallout, and you can you know boost certain things, and it, you can only go so high. It would have to lower certain other things, and I like that. It made it more like a video game, yeah. and it was like a, a call out to to video game heads. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. But so- yeah, like like so you know it's very easy to say like you could just turn all that off and make it like a simple robot mm-hmm. like Rosie to just clean the house and know it's a robot too and be totally fine with it. You it has know? no choice. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about why I don't know if Barn Arnold or whatever he was knew he was a host or not because he could be, you know, coded as to read to as other hosts as a human but know he's a host as well. Maybe MIB figured out he was a host. Or <laughs> and he's it's there like, to figure out why. It's what really just, happened. It, it's Ford's like best project. It's like re- the best. Yeah, it's really interesting. The best tech. Very interesting. Um, okay. We have a voice recording. Maury, that was a, Maury, hold on. Maury, that was a great email, by the way. Just want to let you know. Yeah. Big big ups to Maury. Big up. Booyaka. Hey, Axel. Hi, Heath. Really, really enjoying the podcast, so keep it up, guys. Um, Few thoughts from last night's episode. Wow, a lot happened. Um, Some really great stuff. Poor Teresa seems to have met her end, and uh, Bernard is a host, was all confirmed, so you guys were on it. Well done. Um, few things to talk about. Um, funnily enough, the main thing that hit me from this episode was the behavior of the board member. I can't remember her name, but you know, the blatant entitlement she seemed to have, like it sort of makes me think that she's, you know, maybe there's more there than what we think. Um, you know, and the way she was using Hector, man, that was pretty off putting. Um, Yeah, so I think it's really conveying, you know, at least the board's opinion of the hosts. You know, she's obviously not cherishing them in the same way you see, for example, Ford or MIB do. You know, they they seem to hold them on a different plane. Um, So no MIB this episode, which was I thought was a little bit disappointing. I would have liked to have seen him at least a little bit. Um, Dolores and William... Um, some interesting developments there. I think, you know, this episode more than any other has really given some credence to the whole, you know, William is MIB theory because, you know, you actually see him admitting to these sorts of feelings. You know, he's thinking he's becoming alive through his engagement in the park and that his real life isn't actually feeling like his real life at all. He's feeling like his true self while he's within the park. So I think that really um, encourages that theory, as well as looking at, you know, how that might affect him 35 years down the track, you know. Yes, he does feel alive in this park. He feels like his true self, but, you know, at the end, it's he's been there, done that. So hence the look, the search for the deeper level that maybe Dolores introduced him to 35 years ago. Yeah, so I won't take up too much more of your time. Um... Yeah, like I said, I'm really enjoying the pod. Um, trying to get as many people here in Oz to listen to it as I can. Um, it's really nice to actually be able to watch something in Australia um, the day it actually comes out in the States, which is quite new for us. Usually we have to wait about three months, which is a bit of a, a nightmare. But, yeah, we're, we're getting a bit better at that these days. So, yeah, keep it up, guys. Really enjoying it. All right. Awesome. Shana, thank you so much. Those were all great points, man. Some of the stuff we talked about. I agree that uh, Charlotte acts really weird. And you know what I think? I think that she's, something's going on, man. She's a host or she knows it or she's transferred conscious. There's just something strange about her age, the way she looks herself in the mirror, that entitlement, right? It seems almost, it's just off. Um, It's just off to me. Um, she brought up uh, some interesting points about um, MIB not being in the episode. What do you think about what Shane has to say there, DJ Tim Hines? Well, she could have pretty much just did this podcast and we could have just 
been done if we had just played that from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, she she hit all the good points. Like she she you know yeah. she picked up on a lot of stuff. She and she fed off of you know what you guys been theor you know theorizing and your theory throwing it out there. You know, so it, it's nice to have listener response like that is in tune with what, what you're saying and what you know we're we're all thinking. And it's so cool that you know to to know that there's fans all over the world listening and watching and, and we're all, you know, you guys are sparking a movement. I love it. Yeah. You know, it is awesome. And that's great. Australia, man, I'd love to go to Australia. My wife went to Australia for a while. She spent a semester there. Um, I, uh, think that's great that they're playing it like the same day, even though, but that's really, in the future, right? I mean, time, not, not actually, but according to time. Um, well, time right? frame or timeline? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, like but, our Sunday night at 6 p.m. Oh, no, it's it, actually, it's earlier. It might not be exact time, but they get it the, oh, same, okay, day. the same day. Like she's saying, okay. instead of waiting three months. Right. Okay, I, I I I catch it. I catch it. So it's relative. You're picking up what she's putting yes, down. I'm picking it Shana, up. we got you. I got you. I'll explain him to him. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I think we're all on the same page here with a lot of this stuff that's going on. Some of it's going to come out. Some of it's not. I was a little bit disappointed that MIB wasn't in that episode, but I'm okay. They had some development. I, I have to say that the only time I did tune out a little bit was. The, the makeout session between Dolores and William. And that's one thing I have to say is he did pretty quickly was like, yo, I have a wife. I'm going to marry her. I got to tell you this. And then he thought for about three seconds and he was like, now nah, I'm going to go boner. Uh, he really uh, did not really uh, debate that very long. Uh, I mean, it. I can't really, you know, say one way or another how i would do it but <laughs> I, it, I i could understand where you know he would be drawn astray yeah because i talked about that with um have you talked about that with your girlfriend dj about whether like if you i don't know what kind of relationship you have i'm a monogamous guy with my wife and uh i was like if i went to that park and had sex with one of those robots would you think i was cheating and she was like of course and i was like yeah i agree because it's not uh, it, if you didn't make that agreement, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like if I said to her, Hey, look, you can go have sex. It doesn't bother me. We don't have that kind of relationship in, in real life. We don't do that. Like I'm not bringing home another girl or anything, but if we did have that arrangement, then that's cheating is only when you lie to someone. It, there's no, right. There's no definition. So I think that if you, if William didn't have an agreement with his fiance where she said, go ahead and do that, have, you know, then I do think that he is kind of like cheating on her. And also he does seem emotionally enraptured by Dolores. He's not just, you know, fucking and running. He's like falling in love with her. Absolutely. He, he's, he's head over heels. Like he, it, this whole thing just sucked him in so fast that I don't even think he realizes like about the, the thing she told him, like that's not even a thought because his, right. His moral, moral center was not about that. He didn't want any of that. Now he's in love. Like he never had love with her. This was probably, you know, something that was kind of arranged or worked out, you know, to be, if, if it is a caste system to keep families aligned of, of certain wealth and stature and, it just, you know, like this is, he actually finally let let go and he's in love with her. And I, I don't, I think that this whole thing, if it, it, it's leading more and more to the, him being MIB, like it makes more sense. Like he just keeps needing to come back and back. And it's, it's so addicting. Mm, okay. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Let's see. I think we have, um, a little email from Gina. 
If Ford was able to create family members, including a young version of himself, could Arnold have created the first host in the image of family and himself? A host in his own image that we currently know as Bernard? Could Dolores actually be modeled after a wife or love of Arnold or Ford or modeled after a woman that they both loved once? Yo, Gina, that is interesting. Maybe there actually was an Arnold. And that, that, that's, that's interesting. And that's why those drawings are there. Maybe those were Bernard, maybe those were Arnold's parents. I don't know. That's, uh, hmm. I, it, yeah, sometimes it, I get so caught up in my own theory that you say something like this. It said, that's very interesting or that they were, they both loved. That's pretty cool. You know, it, it totally could be like, this is all made off of like, he made his house, like Arnold made his house for him. Maybe they had a, a woman they were both after, or, you know, until it, it could be that Arnold, something really did happen to Arnold. He really did die or commit suicide or however they say. Maybe there was, yeah, I have to admit, I don't want to get caught up in my own ideas, but if there really was a guy named Arnold and maybe Bernard is the host version of, but that's weird. Why would Ford keep him around just so he could continue? He could control Arnold. He needs a, a companion, a fr- his friend. He missed him. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we're going to find out that that's really the only sentimental part about him is that he kept, he kept the, uh, the, uh, model that he made of himself that, uh, Arnold made of himself and he called it. Bernard. Right. Like maybe like his ultimate thing was trying to transfer his own consciousness into you know, his own body that he made of him to stay, you know, young again, might've been his younger self. Yeah, I that's that's interesting. I could buy that. I you know, overall I hope the show surprises me. I like being wrong. It's more exciting, it's more interesting. That's how you learn. But um she does end by saying, um poor 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 Bar- uh Bernard. I want him to start a revolution with Dolores and Maeve even more now. Hashtag team burn Arnold. Yeah, it is a sad, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like they got to come, when we come back the next episode and even though, uh, uh, Bernard doesn't work in the lab or maybe if he doesn't come back or like you said, he stashes him, we see him in a different light. I just can't, I can't believe that we're going to lose that character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's just going to shift the gear and we're going to yeah. see how, again, how awesome Jeffrey Wright is. Yeah. He's so good. And it, it, it just. It's awesome. And now he's going to bring a different angle. Yeah, man. Wow. Um, You know what, DJ? Yeah. I think we might have reached the end. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Well, we got Scotty Six's uh, little voicemail. Okay, let's do it then. All right. A good friend, Scotty Six, uh, sent in a voicemail. Let's see what he had to say. Axel, he, Scotty Six here. Uh, episode seven, Trompe or Optical Illusion in English. Uh, although that's really not a good translation if you know French at all. Trompe really mo- means more of a, like what we would think of as a mirage, kind of. So I think that has a different take on what this episode is when you think of it as a mirage rather than an optical illusion. Um, so that's one thing. I, I, obviously, there is a you know there's a huge momentous event at the end end of this episode, but there really wasn't a whole lot more going on. Um, I, I, we can talk about the the theories and stuff, although I think that this was a much less of a theory kind of episode because there was really only one or two major events, and everything else was sort of filler for what's going on. I, I will say that I, I do think uh, that. Charlotte, the board member, uh, might be a host, um, if only because Ford used the exact same language she did in terms of the blood sacrifice to the gods. So she might be a host. Who knows? I don't know at this point who's a host and who's not. 
And I think that was the, the, the point I really wanted to talk about rather than theorizing so much was just to commend the writers for putting us in that frame of re- mind and reference that we don't know who's a host and who isn't. And they play on that because I think the, what really created the tension of the last scene might not have even been the whole Bernard as a host and Bernard uh, maybe going to murder Teresa. Um, because really, to me, they broke that tension five, you know, two or three minutes earlier, the moment Bernard says, what door, then they're making it clear. And obviously, at that point, you really know he's a host. To me, that's the reveal, not so much the picture. By the time she even starts looking at the pictures, you know he's a host. Um, what's interesting is that what really creates the tension in that scene, in my mind, is the fact that everyone, I think, watching, or maybe not everybody, but definitely myself and Mrs. Scotty Six, the tension in that scene is you're expecting Ford or Bernard or or most likely Ford to say, Teresa's a host. And you can see it in her face that she thinks she's sort of waiting to to have it revealed to her that she's one as well. So the tension is, when is that going to happen? When is that going to happen? And it doesn't happen. And then that's the release of the tension is the reality that they don't tell her. She still might be one. We don't know she's not a host. She had her head smashed in and she looks dead. Hosts have that happen all the time. So we don't know if she's a host or not. And that that sort of tension of who's really a host and who isn't is, I think, really one of the key moments. A little bit, just as I'm going to keep this shorter today, little bits here and there. um, The question marks surrounding how... Elsie's wiped off the grid and and it's okay she's just on leave that quickly is a little odd to me um she wasn't planning on taking leave so someone is whoever abducted her if we could think of it that way is definitely monkeying around with the computer systems as well hope you guys have a good time recording tonight can't wait for the next episode all right scotty six thank you very much brother yeah Elsie, we hadn't really talked about that what do you think dj that's crazy like how how does one just get put on leave and no one even question it? Like she was pretty like important to the happenings. And again, who grabbed her? Like he, you know, we really didn't talk about it this episode, but you know, I'm glad Scotty brought it up because that, that is like kind of a big deal. Someone goes missing in, in the park, especially, you know, it's a worker. Like we're at at this you know point, we're supposed to believe she's a, a, you know, a, a person, a human. So, uh, it's kind of a, you know, a big deal that kind of just got glossed over. Well, yeah, but it, in a way though, it's totally in keeping with the incompetence we've seen displayed by the people who are working there. And I mean, I, it doesn't seem like they tried to do this, but Bernard getting fired and Elsie kind of going on, like maybe it could be construed as that, but then again, it doesn't matter Uh, because, well, I'll put it to you this way. Ford knew she was there, right? So if he wasn't using Bernard and Elsie to do this job for him, um, it's the same thing with how, um, I think, um, Shanna had, uh, Shana had mentioned this. How did, uh, oh no, Scotty did that. Ford said the same words that, um, Charlotte said, well, that's because he was using the host. He can eavesdrop. He can see everything that happens in the park because he can literally see through their eyes and hear through their ears. Like he's part of the network. He's so again, leading to Ford being, well, I don't mean it that way. I mean, he can access it through a computer or he, he knows which host she took. You know what I mean? So he could be listening to their conversation the whole time. Or some people have theorized, is Charlotte working with him? Maybe. She's a host. Maybe. Maybe the whole thing was just an elaborate game to take out Teresa. It seems rather ridiculous to do that. But if it's not, who's in the park that's not supposed to be there? Like, that's a big, you know, was it it a, a host that grabbed her? Or, you know, or was it a person? I still think it was Stubbs. That's that's Helmsworth. Yeah. The bottom of the totem pole Helmsworth. Yeah, exactly. Not Thor or the guy from Hunger Games. 
Yeah, I still think it was him. I still think it was him. Um, Scott went um, mentioned about the reveal, and I agree with him. We talked about it earlier. I think the separation between the what door and then so for those moments following, and it's only like a minute or even less, oh, maybe a little more, you know that he's a host, but Teresa doesn't know that. And then she, then you get the thing that she figures it out. Then Ford appears. So, I mean, I, I think the way they did it was great. They built the suspense. They're getting pretty good at that. They did that with the flashlights in the old house, the theater or whatever, you know, that was kind of cool. So I, I liked it. Yeah. That, that, the, both those scenes like got me real good. And it, it was the right amount of like suspense with, you know, for this kind of show. And, you know, it's still, again, you know, always opens more doors of mystery. But while we're in the house and we're talking about it, I got to bring up a, a point. So I kind of discussed this on in, a, in the Facebook forum, which everybody should uh, try to join. Um, Westworld Theorycast DVR Facebook forum. And uh, I said, why is if Ford recreated his original family? Why does he have them in that house that they lived in? And are they, they're all dressed like it's like the 1800s or the early 1900s. And if that was his childhood, where where did he grow up? That, that was, that's how it was like. They had like no technology (laughs) in the house. There was like a fireplace, like it was in the middle of the woods. Like, it seems like real isolated. Like if that was the case, how, where where did he even get the the know how to to operate a computer or, or be a genius like that? Like it just seems very bizarre. Like maybe is it is it one scene that that was recreated? But even so, like why were they dressed like that? Now, uh, Tipsy Russell, t- you know, kind of said he feels that Ford is like 150 years old. But even so, that would ha- have put him predate us, and he'd be passing us. So. You know, this stuff hasn't been invented yet. I'm, I'm, you know, I can't really buy that one, but it's just really confusing why they would be that. Now, maybe he tried to make it somewhat fit with the Westworld theme so that in case someone did stumble on it, it looked like it belonged. That I kind of could buy, but it it just, you know, it's kind of confusing why they dress like that. What do you think? Um, I think I love that you notice that and care so much about it because I, it just opens my mind to maybe Ford is a host. Maybe he's the fifth generation host and he is the IP too. It's, it's him. He's been, you know, and whatever experiment they think they're running the machine, it's processing. It is him. We could go that direction. We could go that it's, you're right, in a sense, it could just be a stylized version of his past. Maybe that's the past. Maybe he didn't even have that past. Maybe that's not even his family. Maybe he just, that's the family that he wanted. So he gave himself the typical drunk dad and the mother and the little brother and the dog. Yeah. A cover Like a cover story yeah, or something. Yeah, right. maybe he grew up, you know, in foster homes or he's a diff- or in, a, in a different time because you take this, this so put it to put it to you this way that could be realistic for anthony hopkins himself right what like, do you what do you mean i mean he as the actor is he's like 80 years old or something isn't he so when he was younger he actually could have dressed like that yeah in real so what tipsy russell's saying is that could work so like maybe he was born 1910 1920 is this and that's the version that's how old he was when he first died and transferred himself to a host right so he he keeps on he just kept that old that age even though he could have transferred into a younger body uh, that could work you know he's sentimental he said why should i am i'm perfectly healthy i was this is the age i was comfortable at it was easier to transfer into this body. It would have been more difficult to awaken and find myself as a spry 20-year-old. I'm writing dialogue now. But, um, yeah, I like this clothes thing. Or, again, like I said, it could just be a fanciful, you know, 
imagination of his, but it's a good pickup DJ because it seems natural when you think about that it's Anthony Hopkins, but then when you think about this could be like 100, 200 years in the future, that doesn't seem so realistic. You know, yeah, like it, you know, it, it is possible like he reached a certain age, they perfected this technology. Arnold couldn't get himself perfectly transferred. He wound up dying. Ford continued, transferred himself, and he just kept continuing the work inside the the robots and upgrading himself as he got smarter. It's possible. It's possible, dude. All right, man. Let's end it there. Yeah, man. This is great. Theorycast, Westworld Theorycast DVR. Thank you again for having me on. This is some good stuff to get out. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. And keep sending in emails, feedback, tweets. Get on that forum on Facebook. It's awesome to dish this stuff out. Yeah, baby. WestworldDVR at gmail.com. WestworldDVR on Twitter, Facebook. It's just Westworld Theorycast. That is the show, part of the DVR Podcasting Network. WestworldDVR at ChaseBank.com if you want to send a check. (laughs) Send a check, send money orders, send anything you can. Send help. Uh, We need it here in Westworld. Um, Send us to Westworld. I want to go. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. There's only three episodes left, dude. So I think it's been been a fun ride. This show is really just, you know, it's, it's given us a lot to talk about. I mean, come on. We're not, you know, this is no Alcatraz. I'm officially ready to say that after episode seven. Oh, God. Thank God. (laughs) HBO coming through again. Thank you, HBO. Quality. All right. Well, we have our tagline, too. Tell us if you like the tagline. I'll I'll say it on the outro. Do you you remember our tagline now about turn the other cheek? Nope. Okay, I'll just say it. I always remember it, but you guys say it and it comes out so weird. (laughs) Uh, Turn, cheek, other... uh, at it, partner. There you go, baby. Peace. The call has now ended.